Okay. We good to go? We go. Yeah, we're good to go. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> alive. Spike. Hello, and welcome back to the Brett and Drew podcast. The bad podcast. The bad cast. Today we have a special guest, dear, dear to our hearts, Chris Demers. Hello, friends. Great to be on. Uh, the podcast thing is going to be weird. Like, I'm talking to this camera. I mean, I'm talking to you guys, but like... <laughs> You're talking to the internet. I'm talking, to the, even <laughs> I'm talking to all the internet. That's the scary part. <clears throat> well, Andy's back. here. Andy? Andy. Andy Compandy. First he's, shout he's on live. Dude, shout out to Andy. Shout yeah. out to Andy. I know. He's going to be over later. He's Hell going. Yeah. Him and Vinny are going to oh. just rage today. Dude, Fridays are so fun. I love Fridays. Mm. Dude, absolutely. Hey, we didn't even do the introduction. Episode two. Um, <laughs> Episode I, two. I'm going to try to start time stamping them in the beginning oh, every time. Oh, let's get this puppy rolling. So, Friday. I feel like I'm about to run. Friday, September 29th, 8.05 p.m. Episode 002 of the Bad Podcast. I'm Drew. And I'm Brett. I'm Chris, and I'm number two. <laughs> number two. Welcome back. <clears throat> Always fun. Always fun. Yeah, so I want to start this out with how I always like how I break the ice with people that I meet for the first time and it's I ask them something that pisses them off and why and I want to either try and like have you convince me that it pisses me off as well or I can like kind of make you see the other side of it mm. you know so what do you think is something that pisses dude, you dude I already got it for fucking you fucking playing games with us Chris <laughs> <laughs> what, what pisses you off bro dude it pisses me off when people will like act reactively instead of acting proactively so like just say you're like reaching for something mm -hmm. like they're they're just they're basing their entire being off you instead of just like going and grabbing it and if if you bump hands like oh well they're like ba mm -hmm. they're like oh oh no. like that really so more of me. like a follower in e a exactly like when you're like walking <clears throat> towards someone in a hallway and you both like go the same direction and it's like like just back and forth they see themselves as like a passive entity like they don't see life as like something that like they don't see themselves as an active like participant in this game. They don't see the world as something that they can manipulate for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, they're more of a fixed mindset than a growth. But like, don't you think that the world needs those kind of people in a way? Because like, not everybody can be a leader. It does, dude. It the needs the corn shuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but like, sometimes it's awesome to have a group that has a leader or has a couple distinguished leaders, and then those that are like down to follow in a way mm. like like you know that we have a couple of friends like they're always down to ride like they might not hit you up like let's go hiking but if you invite them hiking like they're in i don't know like <clears throat> not everybody needs to be a leader because dude if you have a group if you have an entire group of leaders like everybody's just gonna butt heads yeah like you need agreeable people and you need some non-agreeable people who are like no nah, dude this is what we're gonna do mm. and a true difficulty is for the the leaders to sometimes like go to the lower level and like sacrifice mm. and not sacrifice really, but to understand or like go with the follower. Like it's good to give them the empowerment sometimes mm. too. I was about to say, I feel like in a group of all leaders, everyone kind of takes turn being the leader in different aspects that they're good at. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think back to the day uh, you and Brian and I were walking through the woods where there was no like alpha of the group and it was kind of just, we all took turns like pushing a direction. Mm. That was a fun day. Yeah. <clears throat> when we ended up in that field. And <laughs> we were wounded. <laughs> yeah. That was a, I'm good on that. Um that was the day of our our or no, the day after our hard longboard falls. 
Mm. And we just like trekked through the woods with like a camelback and some gear. That was a sick day. Let's tell the viewers about that longboard fall. Oh, oh. <clears throat> that was tragic. I still have wounds from it. So we're all sitting in Maine, and Drew says, he comes up, he goes, do you want to go for a longboard? And I go, yeah, sure. So I just sit in my hammock, and then all of a sudden Brian comes up, and he goes, hey, can I use your longboard? And I was, per- I was being very agreeable, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really want a longboard anyway, so go ahead. Some so leader. Yeah, so they walk <laughs> off. And, like, Chris, Drew, and Brian leave. And I'm just thinking, okay, they're going for a little longboard. And I'll let them take over from here because I wasn't there. They walk down the driveway, and they're gone. It started pretty calm. Like, we we did a couple of the smaller mountains, like the smaller hills, and we were going fast down them. It was a lot of fun. We got a lot of good good GoPro footage. But then um, we start going the other way down the road, and we see this big mama. And the big, we still, we couldn't even skate up it. We had to walk up it. And then when we get to the top of the peak, and there's a second peak, and we're like, well, we might as well just go to the top of that one. So, uh, Drew, (laughs) this this was all huge, huge hill. This is the by far the largest hill I've ever boarded down, and it looked much smaller than it was when you look at it from the bottom. But as we're trekking up it. We get about halfway up, and we're all kind of looking at each other like, oh, you guys still think this is a good idea? Like, but we're all, you know, we're all in it, and we're all trying to be leaders at the moment, so we're just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to, we'll make it. Mm. You know, this is fucking easy. Walk in the park. We get to the top, and we realize it's not the top. There's another, like, sub-hill, and it just kind of curves off and keeps going. So we're like, fuck, well, we already made it this high. We better go to the real top. So we go all the way to the top of this hill, and we're looking down from the top of the hill, we couldn't even see the bottom, the the landing zone of where we were going to be. And we're all just kind of looking at each other and we're like, fuck, we're not going to make it. Or I think Brian said one of, or you said one of us is going to eat shit. Oh, I have it on the GoPro. I was like, one of us is about to eat shit. And Brian goes, probably Drew. And I said, I'm not going to talk shit because then I'll have to like, eat my words. And then both Drew and I went down. And keep in mind, at the end, at the bottom of this mountain, there's a four-way intersection. And we're, we're, it's in Maine, like, in the backwoods, so we didn't think anyone would come, but, like, it's just that added risk. <clears throat> but anyways, we start going, and I, I went first because I had the camera, and I was like, all right, guys, like, let's start off. And by the time we got halfway down the first part, not even the second, I was like, this is a lot of speed. Like, this is the most speed I've ever had. And then we carve, and it got to the point where we could not carve anymore, and I absolutely just got the worst speed wobbles of my life and just nailed pavement and as i'm sliding the camera goes down everything's like across the street my board goes in front of drew and drew falls and he literally slammed like harder than i have ever seen and he skipped down the hill like he he hit and he just like skipped down (laughs) it was so brutal and we got up and we just look at each other and we're just like shaking with adrenaline it was exhausting and then we had to spend the night in hammocks and it was just like cocooned in our wounds. It was terrible. So here I am. I'm still <laughs> sitting in the hammock. I'm just thinking they're out for a peaceful skateboard. And all of a sudden I see them coming back down the driveway. I go, oh, what's up, boys? And then I look closer and they're like limping. They're like in pain. And then as they get closer, I just see red all over their arms and their hips. <clears throat> and their pants are pulled down a little bit so that it's not like on the extreme open wound. And I'm just like... Oh my God! The situation went from like zero to a hundred like instantly. It was, dude. It was scary to be on the other end of it. It mm. was scary to be there. It was scary. I'm to sure, be, dude. Like, when you got halfway down the hill, once you start getting the speed wobbles, you're like, 
you're 95% sure that you're going down and you've just got all your might to try to save it. You're like, fuck, well, I can't bail right now. I have to try to at least mm. make it down to the bottom. And I saw Chris go down and I was like, oh man, this might be it. I tried to, I see the board shoot out in front of me. And <clears throat> as soon as I tried to turn out of the way, I just got tossed off. But Damn. yeah, it was, it was a great, great moment. <laughs> it kind of gets to the point where you're just looking for your best fall like the way mm -hmm. to go down the softest and on either side of the road were like like gullies with rocks and stuff so like the best place was the concrete yeah like yeah. i'm going to fall where yeah. should i fall mm -hmm. i didn't even have time to look <laughs> before i was i was still in the mode of trying to make it to the bottom <laughs> when i fell so i i had no time to calibrate i was just on the ground in no time now how far did you skid like on your back. <laughs> Don't even know, man. I wasn't on my back. I hit my hip. I landed square on my hip, and it bounced me back up into the air. And I, like Chris said, I skipped. And I, when I landed again, I landed on my my elbow first, and then my shoulder. And I kind of slid down on my shoulder. So, did either of you guys like think about your mortality? Like when you're like, were you like, holy shit, like this is like? No, I thought I broke quick. something. I was thankful that nothing, like I didn't care. I wasn't that mad because it was like nothing's broken. It's not a real injury. Mm. It's just some cuts. We could have lost all our teeth though. Yeah. Imagine oh. if we got that road rash on our face. We'd be ugly. Literally. <laughs> you guys still got scars. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mine but... like keeps bubbling up and scabbing. It's disgusting. Ooh. You guys have probably seen on my Snapchat. It's been how long since that happened? We went there the what? Third week in August? Wow. Yeah. So we're talking over, over a month. month. It's been wrapped. like five weeks. I actually, my boss just asked me today how I was healing, and I showed her the scars, and I, mine actually healed like surprisingly well and like quickly, but they scarred like pretty heavy. You can still see, you can see the spot on my hip where where there were open wounds, and you can see that my shoulder is completely discolored. It's a completely different color than the rest of my skin. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gonna take a couple summers worth of tanning to to get that skin back to normal. <laughs> it's funny because when I got the firework burn, I got like the doctor gave me this this like anti uh, scar cream mm -hmm. and I totally just put it away. I was like, I want the scars. <laughs> I want to look <laughs> badass. And like literally they totally went away. I was so sad because they were, it was only like on my hand and my knee, like places where it's not that like, it's a little story to have. It's a deep scars are kind of cool, right? Like, I mean, it depends where it Say is that, and yeah. what it is, <laughs> but shark bite. yeah, but some of them, <laughs> A lot of them, like, they come with the story. It's like having a tattoo in a way. Mm. Like, when you have a tattoo, you're like, oh, what does that mean? You're like, oh, how the hell did you get that? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it was 4 a.m. in Vegas. I just got married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Andrew, do you have anything that pisses you off? Anything that pisses me off? Um, yeah, a lot of things that piss me off. But I'd say to kind of piggyback off of your point of people who, like, won't be leaders, I think there's also truth in, like, the inverse of that, where people who who – grasp onto that power of mm -hmm. leadership and hold on to it too strongly and become dictators where like their leadership becomes the tyrant like, yeah the tyrant like the leader soon becomes a tyrant if they don't check themselves you know mm. and that that totally happens i see it in the workplace and i see it in real life all the time a big part of that is like something needs to humble them i feel mm. like they need to realize that they're not god like they're mm. not this figure of strength in every aspect like because people have their weaknesses and they have to literally put themselves <clears throat> in someone else's shoes mm -hmm. like sometimes people don't even think about that yeah like they never even think about how it's perceived you see that in people that rise to fame really quickly like jake paul jay beebs jay beebs jay beebs i'm actually surprised like he i feel like he went off 
the track for a little while and, and kind of went crazy. But, like, fuck, the kid was, like, how old when he started getting famous? Like, 13? He's 13, Yeah, 14. like, that's got to have a crazy effect on your psyche. Just you know? all of a sudden having hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. and, like, I never really hated you him. You know, it was mm, more yeah. like I hated the way that people treated him. Like, people would, like, throw themselves at this kid. Mm. And I don't know. To me, that's gross to have an idol like that. Like, to when someone, like, girls, when they're like, oh, my God. Like, mm. that's so gross to me. Worship, dude. Yeah. There's like, something, like, really eerie <clears throat> about worship. That That's the word that always bothered me in religion. Like, when I was, when I was uh, being raised Catholic, just that word worship sounded dirty to me that, like, it, it's not even like I can see having something that you idolize and that you really try to follow a path but to worship something like completely and unquestionably is crazy mm-hmm. like people that if you want to like put it to politics people that like worship Donald Trump and and refuse to see any of his negative aspects like I I can totally see someone supporting him for his, some of his policies and just being a Republican so that's who they will you know go with but to worship someone without a doubt and to not question anything they say is definitely dangerous oh yeah now what do you the beginning of a cult what do you think about worshiping like something bigger like say like how native americans will worship like the sun as their god because it's a much more like practical god like it literally gives you life Hmm. i think there's beauty in it but i also think at the same time that that worship they and i can't speak for for like an ancient native american culture but I don't know necessarily if they're getting anything out of that worship. You don't think? I feel like they're getting meaning. They might be. Meaning in their lives. And that's something we're missing nowadays. Can you find meaning through other avenues, though? You can't fake your way to meaning. No, certainly not. I feel like you need to truly comprehend something. Not comprehend, but begin to comprehend Mm -hmm. something so much bigger. And you're just a speck on this thing. And you are completely at the whim of the universe. Absolutely. I can I can see that where like I am obviously if you want to use the sun example, super grateful for the sun. You know, without the sun, I'd be dead. <laughs> sun's my like, dude. I'm Shout not gonna sun. I'm not gonna go outside Shout every morning and get on my knees and like like throw my hands into the air and like just worship this <clears throat> this ball of fire, you know? Maybe if you like started dedicating like every day to like like I was literally just reading some Carl Jung and he was talking about how like the Pueblo Indians like they say their job every day is to help the sun get across the sky and like in in order to do that they have to like be the best person that they can and like but in a way that's religion and religion oftentimes stems from ignorance like they mm. didn't understand how the sun worked absolutely so like you create a religion that's how like um the god of the sea or whatever like poseidon, poseidon yeah yeah like you just don't understand it so you're like holy shit like the boat got capsized like Poseidon was pissed. Like mm. you did something wrong. It's like a. It's like a. You get something, you lose something. Like you. It's like ignorance. It's kind of the ignorance is maybe respect. Thing. Yeah, like you get that meaning. You get that like wow, like that fire in your gut because yeah. this is truly what you believe. But also you don't. I wonder if you can like mediate between those two, where like you see the greater picture, but you also. I think so. I think that that's the. I think that's the most beautiful. Uh, midway between them is finding finding that halfway point between worship and like complete ignorance you know Hmm. or completely seeing through it in a way yeah like just disregard but if you see through it how can you like truly feel it like there's no getting around it i feel 
I really love the way that the Indians live. Me too. Like that's Native that's, Americans. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But that's kind of a way to lead your life in like a natural form. Like that's my favorite way. It's just to be natural. Mm. Like when I want to learn natural remedies and medicines. That's like the cool thing to me. Yeah. Especially, dude, because there's so many that are real. There's so many that actually have an impact. But then how do you sort through, like, the bogus ones, you know? Yeah. But I like the way that they're able to manipulate plants and things to heal mm. them instead of just, like, popping a pill. And it's like, Dude, yeah. I love that. That's in, like, Eastern cultures as well, like, pill. Chinese. Like, the chi- <laughs> like ancient, like, Chinese or, like, Japanese where they're, like, they'll have, like, like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like, an apothecary. Like someone who Jesus uh, Christ, what is that word? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know the word. Uh, like, uh, uh, <laughs> block I knock on nail vilification. Did you, just make, did you just make up a word? No, an apothecary <laughs> is someone who deals with like natural remedies, like you're saying, and like they'll be like, oh, like I don't know, my back hurts, and they'll be like, oh, like take this like ginger root or mm. or something like that. Mm. Right? Yeah. Dude, like roots that. taste disgusting. Have you ever heard turmeric? No. Turmeric is the my my parents put it in their smoothies every morning. It's like the grossest tasting thing. You just gotta cover it with banana. Mm. Like, just what about Uncle Carrot? Uncle Carrot, Carrot. those are gross. I, they taste rugged. like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing like eating some dirt. Oh, do you remember that? We had a salad and it was just like, just raw <laughs> carrot. We put it. way too many carrots. And in it was it. so mad, and everything was those like strawberries, fruit, and, like salad tomatoes, and like blueberries, and it's all delicious. And then you get to the carrot, and it was just like so like heavy. I remember I sat there and ate every carrot in it. I was like, this is my burden to bear before I get these like sweet treats. At the end, we looked at everyone's bowls and it was just orange bottoms. Like no one touched the carrots. I don't want them. I remember I was like, I finally finished. I can finally start the salad. I can do carrots if they're shredded. Like Uh, the little ones. Mm. I was about to say, the problem was that we didn't like shred them into the salad. We were just like chopping them into these huge chunks. They're (laughs) thick. And cooked carrots, even worse. Like, that uh, texture yeah. is just really? like, it's like I don't baby like that, formula. That mush. Mm. Yeah. But for some reason with mashed potatoes, it's cool. Like the mush is all right because you expect it. Like you expect the carrot to have like, like that yeah, nice that crunch. Chomp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to bite into a carrot and then it just completely like sinks through like, like mush, dude. That's, that's like in the natural world, that's supposed to be like a rotten food item you know <clears throat> like you bite into it and you're like oh like it just fell apart but when you bite into a like a cooked potato and it's hard at all it's like Ugh, like this is gross like you want that softness yeah mm-hmm. it's your expectations of the food i guess yeah true. yeah very true the other day jenna made me a sweet potato just like in the microwave as a snack mm. and i was just looking i was like this is the weirdest snack i've ever had like just a bunch of butter on it Ooh. You I ever guess, put any cinnamon? I guess it's good if you have uh, fluff or like marshmallow on it and caramel. It's supposed to be like what? a dessert. Yeah. Wow. A potato dessert. I've been fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's I've like, what kind cookies. of potato you want? <laughs> I'm like, I'll have a dessert potato. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of potato. Like potato and sugar. Please. Dude, I read that like... Cause I, I I usually eat the skin of like a baked potato last. Isn't that the best part? Yeah, it's like the actually the most nutrient filled. Yeah. And I looked it up, and it's totally not like that for sweet potatoes. Like there's literally no point in eating the, really? the skin. Yeah. Jenna told me not to. I was like, that's where all the good stuff is. I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, that's how She's I thought. Like, Don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, I did the five uh, k Carver loop. It definitely is just around a five k. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I I love it because you get to 
you get to go around the entire pond. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty. It was like an early morning. You guys run around the whole pond? Well, no, you can't do the the. Oh, okay. Like the U. Yeah. But I, you leave here. You go left towards a private property. You go mm-hmm. towards like the tree with the carvings, and then you come back, and it's. I ran it in 22 minutes, so it's like just around like, 5k. Yeah. Like you basically run the horseshoe pattern. You go in and immediately bear left, go up the entire left side where the climbing tree is, come back around, go all through the little nooks and crannies of the uh, right hand side. I guess right hand if you're entering from the main entrance, and then you just loop back and go, you know, back to our house, and it equals out to be at like about a 5k. Dude, I saw I, Brian. Did you? Yeah, he was smoking. I love Brian. Dude, I think Carver Pond needs a shout out to our to our Bridgewater friends who've never seen it. I cannot believe people have never gone. I remember when I first got here, Carver Pond. I lived next to Carver in Mass, and I was like, yeah. I was like, you guys run all the way to Carver? Yeah. That's like that's like twenty five minute drive. Yeah, dude. So many people would be like, oh, do you guys want to go to Carver? And I'd be like, what do you mean Carver? We're in Bridgewater. I can go all the way to Carver. And they'd be like, no, 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 Carver Pond. We should have a fire there before it gets too cold. We should have a fire in our backyard, dude. We haven't had any fires. Yeah, very true. <laughs> We've been slacking. Mm. A lot of people just don't, they just stay in the dorms, though, stay on campus. Like, mm-hmm. they don't realize how much nature is right around here. Like, the trails, Carver Pond, farmland. Like, there's, yeah, there's so something much. so, like, relaxing and just, like, relieving. A lot of people don't like nature, dude. I don't think that's true. I think that the people who don't like nature haven't had enough of it. Exactly. Like, a lot of city kids, they don't even know. And, like, I met, you guys know Darren. Yeah. We brought Darren to Carver Pond. I brought him after class, and we climbed a tree. And he's like, he's like, holy shit! Like you guys come out here and do this stuff. I'm like, I grew up in this, and he's like, I would never ever climb a tree. And now he's like into it. It's yeah. just like you need to introduce people, and they realize how natural it is for them. Dude, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that um, most of the people that I've met at Bridgewater, we have a lot of students from like Brockton and Boston here, and most of the people from those areas that I've talked to. They're just they're gen they're genuinely uncomfortable in the woods because they've never been exposed to it. Whereas mm-hmm. someone like you or I, we would probably be more uncomfortable in the city because we have no idea what we're doing. We have no idea how to get around. Mm-hmm. I hate the city. Yeah, I, I really d- feel completely as a str- I'm a total stranger yeah. in the city. But like someone that w- that's listening right now from a city would be like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't hate the city. You're just uncomfortable yeah. there. It's this. It's like the inverse. Mm-hmm. I hate it because. So many people like I can I can visit a city, but I could never live in it. After mm. two or three days, I have to get out. It's like I go crazy. I've never <clears> stayed <throat> more than like six hours. That might be something with like the loneliness in the woods. Like I hate how busy it is, but somebody else who lives mm. in the city might hate how calm it is yeah. outside. Because mm. I I remember when I was a kid, my friend got like a stepbrother. His parents or his mom remarried, and they were from Rockland, which is, like, kind of city, and he'd be so scared to, like, walk the streets uh, in Rochester. He was, like, petrified, and he's like, there's, it's dark yeah. and there's woods. And then I remember we went to visit him, and we were going through the city, and we were like, we're going to get robbed. Like, this is so – like, it's just – you just need to yeah. get used to it, I guess. Yeah, it's exactly. like, do you want to, like, encounter a coyote or, like, someone who, like, wants to actively do you harm. Yeah. I would much rather encounter a coyote. We always say the <laughs> scariest thing in the world, scariest animal is a human. Yep. Like, if you're in the middle of the woods, you see a bear, you're like, oh, the bear's supposed to be here. Like, obviously. Like, stay away. But if you see a human just alone, you're like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Because humans are, like, the only animal capable <clears throat> of evil, I feel. Like, an, a bear will eat you, but it, it's just eating. You're just meat yeah, to it. Yeah, you know what it's going to do. If you, see it, if you see an animal, mm-hmm. like, if you see a bear or a wolf, you know that they're programmed to either attack you 
or defend whatever you know property they're around. You, like there's basically only a couple options that they could pursue. But like you see, like the dark silhouette of a human standing at the end of a trail. You have no idea what's going through their mind. You have no idea what their intentions are. They could be. They, there could be more of them. You have no idea what's going on. What Twenty-three minutes. My camera shut off. <coughs> mm. Mine's still on at twenty-eight. I wouldn't mess with. I don't know if that's a true statement, though. I feel like if an animal has a has the ability to think and has consciousness, then it could be evil. Because, like, maybe we just don't understand the thinking patterns of them. But there's definitely like, rogue bears that just want to fuck shit up. Very true. They're just bloodthirsty. Like, think about if some. All it takes to go crazy, I guess, would. I mean, obviously, if you're born with it, but if stuff just kept going wrong in your life, and, like, imagine if you're a mother and, like, your cubs get mauled and everything starts to go yeah. to shit, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm getting back at this world. I question if they can even, like, process that. Do you think? Though. I don't know. <clears throat> I think, oh, of course. I you think they can be like, like, I've only gotten bad in my whole life. Like, I don't think they're consciously thinking of it, but I, I truly believe that if a creature has been dealt bad hands for most of its life, then it, it's going to be more defensive. Not even defensive. I think it just... I think it'll truly have an impact on the overall nature of that creature. To me, yeah. there's a real conscious factor to evil, though. Mm. Like, even if, like, it, unco it, like it, it doesn't trust people and it's mean and, like, defensive, that's still unconscious. It, like, mm. there's something about, a, like, a person who says, like, life is meaningless and I'm going to hurt people because it's meaningless. Mm. I want to inflict suffering. I feel like it's the same thing though, where they may have arrived at that conclusion because they've had such a shit life. You know, like if if you adopt like a rescue dog that's been savagely beaten or forced to fight, it's been programmed to to have that instinctive nature to to just go, you know go at you. Where I think the same thing might happen in humans. I don't think. I oh, feel like wow, yeah, you, I, you flipped that. I thought. See, at first I thought you were gonna say, like, "Oh yeah, there goes yours." I got gotcha. you. Keep thought. going with that thought, because I don't. I want to know what you said. What about dolphins, though? Dolphins I rape for. I don't know shit about dolphins. Dolphins rape for fun, like dolphins are the other animal that have sex for pleasure and they rape. Is that thunder? I think it's Bobby moving stuff upstairs. <laughs> Shut up. No, but at first I thought you were gonna say that it was like a conscious thing for a, a, a fighting dog. Like it's consciously doesn't trust people and stuff. But then you flipped it and you said it's an unconscious thing for a human who does evil. That's what I'm saying. Like like if if I were raised in like a crack house and people were coming in trying to like fuck up my day all the time, I'd probably be a much harder person. And I might not give people the chances in life that I typically do. I feel like your, your um, start in life and your progression through life has a huge impact on who you become. But there's that free will factor. Totally. Where, like, there's not that free will factor in humans. Where, like, you could be raised in, like, you could be raised in an orphanage and you could just be like, no, I'm not, I'm not letting this define me. Mm -hmm. Where, like, a dog can't do that. A dog is just, like, almost an automatic. Yeah. It's more of, like, a just a function. Very true. Yeah. So what's the difference? The prefrontal cortex? Is I think so. Is that, and is that are humans, like, the only one? I feel like it's that ability to abstract. It's the thumbs. It's the <laughs> thumbs, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm evil. I'm out of here. <laughs> I wish we had monkey feet. 
I wish we could oh, had thumbs. I'd trade in my stupid human feet for monkey feet in a second. Would Think be so? a lot slower, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to run, dude. Yeah, but I'd be able to swing through trees while you fuckers are running across the ground like losers. I'll I'll just get you in one tree, and then we'll just, like, surround you. You'll <laughs> never be able to get away. Why are we fighting? We can be friends. True. I don't want my, my kids breeding with your kids' monkey feet, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> Do you think monkeys can intentionally do harm because you we watched those gibbons 100 percent. yeah so then your thing is you're but they're primates i have seen <clears throat> but you said humans are the only grandma oh true because like we watched that gibbon video that thing's like if a monkey if i could understand a monkey laughing that thing is laughing and it's just like ripping at the dog and biting it and like the dog's getting pissed and it just wants to fuck with it yeah See, this is where I wish we had, like, a TV there where we could, like, just show people gibbons or show them, like, you guys falling on the hill and Give stuff it time, like that. Dude. You As, can drop links. That's what I think you yeah. should do. Like, if you want to see this well, hilarious video, like... We could do it in post-production. True. Just, like, click here and, like... But then you couldn't put it on YouTube. True. That's what I'm saying. True. So, you're, like, right now, if you're talking... Like, if you want to watch this, it's in the link. It's in the comment or whatever. Mm. Comments are... It's fine. just on our channel. It's, like... True. But we could just link them right there. Yep. Because we could also link the, once it's out, the video of our scars from the crash. And the video of the crash. We have that. It goes from, like, the longboard to the pavement. And that's oh, it. And then it's just sliding. <laughs> yeah. But you I see know. the speed, like, 35 miles an hour or something. Yeah. We were flying. I don't know if I'm ready to relive that yet. Ooh. <laughs> uh, dude, I was, I was, I think I was the most thankful out of everybody. <clears throat> I was like, Thank God they're good. Thank God their heads are okay. Thank God the bones are okay. Everybody's intact. Oh, we never like even just, talked about how smart Brian was. It's just surface. What? How was he smart? He saw us go down and he just like he dragged his foot the whole way. Yeah. Because like if one of us had broken something, Brian would have been there to help. He's like, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We don't know his intentions. He might have seen us fall and been like, ha ha, suckers. Like, I'm not going to be the one that falls. I know. But I don't think Brian's a person of evil intent. Shout out, Brian. Let me know. Brian, you're capable of pure evil, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to show you guys a video of... I don't know if you guys have seen it before, but it's a black and white photo. And there's a blue dot in the middle of the screen. And you look at it, let the blue dot long enough, and then it flashes to the picture, and you can see color in it. Really? Yeah. I've seen that. It's, like, one of the coolest things, because it's just... It just makes you think about what else we're missing as humans. Like, what else we think is just reality from our perception, and it's all lie. Like, it could, it's just the way we take yep, it in. Objective versus subjective, yeah. dude. Yeah, but I guess because enough humans are taking it in, then it is our real. Like, it, it is true. Just it, dude. it is. It's like that Pink Floyd song. <clears throat> it's like time. It's like all that you see and all that you touch is all you'll ever know or something like that. Perception mm. is reality. Perception is reality, man. And I guess... We have three primary colors because we have three cones in our eye. Yep. But birds have four. Really? And birds are able to see a fourth color and, like, patterns in color. And I guess uh, one lady was born with a fourth cone. And she was like, you guys don't know what you're missing out. Man, I don't know if it's true, but wow. they were talking about it in my class. And I was like, that mother, like, that bitch. She's like, I'm seeing flurple. You ain't even seeing <laughs> <laughs> But everything, I guess, is, like, imperfect to her. Like, wow. she looks at a paint job and she's like, ew, like. I think mantis shrimps have like 16. Oh my god. They can gosh. see so many more colors. Dude, those those things are crazy. They crack tanks. They like hit so yeah. hard. Like What are they? I've never seen It's these. like a thick shrimp, dude. And it's like tons of different How colors. How deep in the ocean? Cuz I wonder deep. if that affects Yeah, they must need more cones yeah. to see I think in the deep. dark it's or something. A reef thing. 
know. They have um, they have these like hammer arms that they discharge at the same rate of like a gun firing, and they they use it to crack open like uh, clamshells, other other animals in the sea. They just they pummel them, dude. Dude, it moves They're like boxers. It moves so fast that it creates a vacuum around its hands, and it actually like reaches the temperature of the surface of the sun. I think. Just oh in like gosh. the littlest, tiniest little bit. It's insane. It's a jumbo shrimp. There's videos on YouTube of them just like literally smashing open tanks though. Like try and keep them in tanks? Yeah. Dude, yeah, reef keepers are nuts, man. <laughs> if it exists down there, they're like, I'm going to yeah. keep that. I thing. saw a video of a crab that was trying to defend itself from this thing. And it like put its claw against mm-hmm. the mantis shrimp. And the mantis shrimp just like punched the claw and it shattered. It disintegrated into a bunch of pieces. And the crab just was like, oh shit, drop the claw. Like, it literally just dropped its own arm and tried to get away, and the thing just ate it. Wasn't that a meme for a while, the mantis shrimp? Oh, yeah. There was a there was a oat, the oatmeal um, co- like comic on it. That was it. The mantis shrimp. The most badass warrior of the sea. Yup. Things are crazy. I'm, I would give that to octopuses, or what are they? I think it's octopuses. Octopuses. For a while, people were saying it was octopi, but I think it's also grammatically correct to say octopuses. Mm. Octopussies. Those things are... I would not want those in a tank in my house. They, Dude, my uh, grandmother, her her friend used to work at this aquarium, and all the crabs were going missing overnight, and they installed a security camera, and what was happening was the octopus in one of the tanks, it was lifting up its its, uh, grate on the top, sliding it, crawling out of the tank, and plopping onto the ground walking across the, the uh, pet store and like just crawling into the crab tank, eating a couple crabs, and then going back into its own tank afterwards and just literally close the lid back in on its tank. Those things are smart. Yeah, that's literally the premise of Finding Nemo 2. Yeah. It is. <laughs> like that, that's Dude, a one sly little mm-hmm. octi. They learn from watching. I, I saw this uh, video. They did a study on octopi, octopuses, mm-hmm. and, and they, they basically put a crab inside of a mason jar and dropped the mason jar into this tank, and the octopus didn't know how to how to open the jar. But then they they put the tank next to another tank of an octopus that had been trained to open the jar, mm-hmm. and that octopus saw the other one open the jar. And the next time they put the jar in with that the original octopus, he opened it in a second. They learn from watching others. They're there's, much smarter than we think. There is so much that like, we underestimate other animals. Absolutely, dude. And. So great. Like, I want to know what they think, but I don't know if we'll ever be able to. Like, a, a huge part of it is facial recognition. And so, like, we don't see morality or, like, pain or anything like that in fish because we can't recognize their – they might not even make a face, but they can still f- feel pain. Mm. And, like, that's a big part of why I'm not cool with catch-and-release fishing because, yep. like, you're yanking this thing by the face, and you're like, oh, it's fun. Like, I'm just going to put it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to hook in your face and get yanked and, like, fight – scared shitless dude you went with the fish there but i saw i actually want to go back to the whole facial recognition thing Mm -hmm. i saw a study where at first they were testing chimps and bonobos for like their ability to facial recognize Mm -hmm. but they were test they were showing them human faces and like of happy people and of sad people and nothing was firing and so they concluded they're like okay they 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 are into social they can't they don't have those same mirror neurons but then i think it was franz deval and he was like no we got to show them we have to show them other chimps and as soon as they did but like same exact reaction. It's the yeah. same thing with humans and ethnicities or like exactly. It's hard for us to recognize Asians from one another and it probably is for them to recognize us from one another. And that's why oftentimes in like murder cases or something 
it'll be like two different black guys will be like that, that was it that was the one yeah. and then then it ends up being like someone two guys who just looked alike yeah it's like we lit like the person they, wasn't trying even. to like accidentally and, and whatever and they just want to like stamp the case closed so they yeah. can stop worrying about it yeah they might not even look alike but they just they put some white dude in the uh in the lineup and they're like all right here's three <laughs> white dudes two black dudes who did it and they're like oh the same yeah without even like a second thought but yeah people i think um i was in steven cabral's class when he was talking about this how you like humans identifying groups so it's it's in our nature and it's like really hard for people to to kind of push that boundary and get out of your own group and start associating especially if you weren't raised among people that are different than you you know like yeah if you, you live in a homogenous group like we live in a pretty melt we live in a melting pot but like if you only saw people who look just like you and then all of a sudden like it's like when Justin Wren went to Africa and Congo like all these people are grabbing his beard and stuff they're like I've never seen a white man before like imagine if we've never seen a race before yeah it'd be like seeing snow for the first time it'd be crazy dude that's insane a lot of people have never seen snow like grow we've just grown up with it <clears throat> like i was thinking how it's funny how we have like summer fall winter spring we have four seasons but some places only have like the rainy season and the dry season yeah that's terrible and we right? have clothes for every season like oh my winter jacket my fall my don't fall wear hoodie. white after labor day <laughs> <laughs> my summer salmon shorts <laughs> it makes it a lot harder for us to dress like, like I have to have a well, we all do have to have like a thick wardrobe other people are like my shorts my other shorts like, <laughs> so lucky but Jean I think that shorts all year <laughs> shorts. I think that I would pick this over over having nice all the time mm, me too mm. you need to change yeah like right like when it becomes fall I'm like ooh, I, I like how it. it's getting cool it keeps you grounded dude mm-hmm. the cold like the little bit of struggle it's not a struggle we got warmth and like coats and everything but like Still, like you walk into class, your face is stinging. Oh, like, chap lips. Yeah, you feel it. You're like, man, it's rough out there. But then you're like, I can't wait till summer. And it makes it sweeter. Someone living in like the Arctic Circle in like an igloo looks at us and they're like, a bunch of pussies. Literally. <laughs> We're complaining about walking to class. Meanwhile, they're falling asleep in an ice cave. Like totally naked, like just nice and warm. <laughs> Think about how bad they would do if you brought them to like islands all of a sudden in like the Caribbean or something. They would just dive heat. Like, Dude, absolutely. It'd be terrible. Because, like, when we are in winter and then we get that one, like, spunky 60-degree day, yeah. we're all in shorts. <laughs> so, we're like, tops. this is awesome. <laughs> but, like, if we went from zero degrees to 100 degrees, it'd be miserable. Mm-hmm. I can't do the heat. Really? I, sh- I shut off, like, over 95. Everything's miserable. I'm sticky. Dude, the sauna's been helping me. The sauna has been, like, making me function. But that's dry heat. That's nice. It is. It is. It's yeah, nicer. I've never been in a steam room. Steam room's intense. I'm you sure, take a dude. deep breath and it's like just burns. It like actually hurts your throat. <clears throat> you can't breathe through your nose, dude. Yeah, you're taking in water to your lungs. It's. I love it though. I like mm. it more than the sauna. There's one at the East Bridgewater Y. Really? Yeah, Vinny goes. And to you've done there. it? No, Vinny does. You've got to do it. It's. It's like. Top ten would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> would recommend. Yeah. Top ten. Guys, I say we shoot this puppy. Mm. This is candy. Candy, candy. Some legal drinks, everyone. Legal drinks. Just water. Salute, boys. Oh. This is the OG vodka. OG vodka. Uh, hello? We got a monster. I think someone is breaking into into the the studio. You're going to have to punch the top of the door. Hold on, hold on. I got you. 
Should we just not talk? Everyone, we just cut please this? welcome <laughs> Vincent <Yeah>. Banco <laughs> and Vinny. Just trying to cook some dinner. Enjoy. Not trying to cook some dinner. Trying to open some dinner. <laughs> Heat it up in the microwave. Yo, what's crazy is how much the microwave affected the antenna. We were watching a football game and we like we jack cable through some antenna, and there's no, only <laughs> no, it's legal. They're oh, selling okay, in stores. Yeah. Um, but there's only one way to, like, one place in the whole house where you can put the antenna and it comes in, and when you turn the microwave on, it shuts like it off. It fucks with the radio waves. Dude, think about what's how, going on in our yeah, brains. What <laughs> that might do to our bodies. Like, mm. <laughs> that's the I'm, good stuff. Dude, I'm just thinking back to like being a little kid, like warming up some pizza, standing two inches away from the microwave, like watching it spin in there, waiting for it to heat up. That has got to be bad for you. Dude, think about your phone. Like, think of how much think electricity is just shooting Dude, into your cellular brain. Cellular signals are are just flying through your brain. Dude, and yeah, and your brain is literally like communicating through electricity. Like, how is that not just making everything misfire? I feel like in when we're old, people are gonna look at our generation. They're gonna be like, I can't believe you guys used to use microwaves. Where the guinea pigs? Yeah, shit I can't too. believe you guys used. You, wait, you held cell phones up to your ears? Are you guys crazy? Think about when people first started using Bluetooth. They were like, that's brain cancer. Probably mm. is. They're probably, they're probably right. And like, we'll never know. We'll we, never, we will soon enough. Well, we'll know that something gave us brain cancer, but we're not going to know. We can't pinpoint exactly it a, what it was. It could be There's a number so, of things. Yeah. Dude, we're going to see a lot of people getting like genital cancer, I truly believe. Or like having misformed kids because of like having the cell phone in your pocket like for decades. Yeah. Dude, with misformed kids, um, my teacher told me today that there's a quote from Plato, and Plato is like all about. He's just like, oh, you have a, a like a special or deformed kid, like you just leave him out for the beasts, and it was common thought. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Dude, Sparta did like the same. Like that's how it used to be. Like, dude, they literally in Sparta they used to do this thing where they'd put a baby near the edge of a cliff, and like if the baby like. They'd only keep the, like, obviously, they'd only keep the babies that didn't climb off the cliff because they wanted naturally smart people, like, naturally intuitive things. Naturally lucky. Dude, that, yeah, true. But, like, that's actually, like, a big thing. Like, when when the when the baby becomes a human, like, in our, in our society, in our culture, like, it begins at conception. Like, as soon well, as you're... Well, some people... Depends on who you ask. Conservatives say this, liberals say this. Well, yeah, or, true. Or, than, or like six months when you can't get an abortion. True, but either way, it's generally like it's birth. Let's yeah. say latest, it's birth. But so, and like in a mo in somewhere where like the baby's more likely to die, it could be a year old. Like they yeah. won't name the baby for a year because, like, say sixty percent of babies die. Jesus. Right. It's it's just like it's just what your culture dictates is what you end up believing. Hmm. Damn, imagine if we still had a bunch of kids dying at, like, within a year. It would be, like, heartbreaking. Great segue to the topic of abortion, boys. <laughs> oh, boy. But to lose your kid before one, like, you're a new mother, and it's, unless it's a lot of work, you're like, thank God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I gotta go dark. I gotta go dark. <clears throat> just like, whew. <laughs> thank God. Seeing a baby grow up is awesome, though. Like, I have... What I have now? Three nephews, four nephews. 
One, two, three, four. Yeah, I've that's four, insane. I have four nephews within two years. It's so sick. Woo. I have zero first cousins. <laughs> I'm still it's watching myself grow up. <laughs> <laughs> True. Still waiting for myself to go. Still up. waiting for that. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. I don't know when that's supposed to happen. Twenty-five. <laughs> Twenty-five. When your brain stops forming, yep. you're still gonna keep learning, though. I hope I'm not an idiot still. By that point. <laughs> I feel like you perpetually look back and you're like, I was an idiot, dude. Like, I know. You'll be 40 and look back when you're 30 and be like, how was I so stupid? A lot of people are like, oh, man, I wish I could be like 20 again. They're like, well, never mind, never mind, not 20. Like, yeah. probably like 30. <laughs> yeah, we don't think about how young we are. Like, because we're comparing it to like 15, mm. like that side. That's really all we know. Yeah. Like, we're young compared to most people that, dude, like, when I talk to relatives, like family members, especially older ones, Every time they're just like, man, I wish I was your age again. Like, you're in the prime of your life. And it really makes you think. Like, you don't realize that you're that you're in probably the best of times that you look back on and really fondly remember. I hope not. I hope that I continue to have the best times. But I definitely well, understand mm, your point. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that we're peaking right now. I've like, already peaked. I peaked in high a, school. But, like, I already, <laughs> I already miss... The days that you and I were living together in Shea Durgan, the freshman dorm was with Bobby. When you showed me the, the Wagan video the other day, it was on Brett's camera. I was like, I miss Wagan Durgan. It was just from less than a year ago. We were living in there. 5054. It feels like an eternity. <clears throat> that does. That's so, so shitty because my brother had like a lot of good friends in college and now. Like I got lunch with one of his one of his friends, and I am like a lot closer to him now than my brother is. Like I'm more updated on his life, and it's like if we, like I want to do a better job of staying in touch with you guys. But if we spread, it's like all you have is family now. Like you don't really have a lot of friends. Mm. It's gonna be hard to have friends when you got a family and stuff, mm. unless they're in the same line of work. But plus, it's like we, who knows where we'll live? Yeah, like you could live in Hawaii. You could live in with the Inuits up there. <laughs> I would love to live in Hawaii. <laughs> I'll probably commit a major crime and have to flee to Brazil. <laughs> oh. Brazil's gorgeous. They're going through some shit right now. Yeah, they're slowly getting over it. But at one point, their dollar was like three and a half of our... Well, other way around. Ooh. My brother was like... My brother was going to buy property there. Yeah. He, for like a hundred grand, he could get like acres in a, in a building. I'm sure, dude. Yeah. But... uh. There's a lot of places in the world going through some shit. Venezuela right now is terrible. Like, they're about to have a civil war. Oh, yeah, that place is, like, not good. It's beautiful there, too. Puerto Rico. <clears throat> we were looking at uh, a map today in uh, international management, and, like, what you would call Central Asia is just a shithole. Like Turkey, Syria, like all those places. <laughs> I was just no, like, I was not just Syria. I was looking at it. I was like, every place that I've heard in like my very sheltered brain that's like bad is mm. all in the same place. Yep. So it's like they can't even handle. It. Now, do you, are you saying that like it's the, the war, civilization? War it's war torn. Okay. Yeah, war torn. And Africa right now is like because we we're talking about the percent chance that like or how you would pick where you want to start your business and like the risk factors in every place, risk versus reward. And like Africa is terrible right now because of all like the violence and the lack of government. But it's also like that risk versus reward, dude, like <clears throat> you're risking it. But if Africa like comes up and becomes a world superpower, like, mm, but that takes decades, like centuries. Yeah. It takes a couple hundred years. I hope, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously never see it, but I hope that, like the U.S., not in all crashes, but like 
I hope that other places pass us quickly. I feel like it's all going to revolve around birth rate. Like as like cultures become as like places become more civilized and richer, mm-hmm. like the the population shifts to more old people and they the, the like the growth rate actually like that's stops. bad though in terms of social security or anything like that. Like there's that like I saw I don't I forget where it was it was some Nordic country, <clears throat> I think it was Sweden, but they had a commercial for people to have kids. Yeah, like <laughs> like they actually oh need children. Yeah, places like that they. The mothers, you ask like 90% of, or not, I just give a bullshit stat, but you ask a lot of people and they're like, oh, I don't want any kids, like maybe one. Yeah, like and why would I have a kid? With intelligence and like the higher rate of IQ in a in a society comes lower birth rate. Because mm. like, think about us, we're pretty smart and we're now having kids at like 30. Like 30 is a good age, unless you're in the South. Because it's so safe, like... Yeah. You can reasonably conclude that you will be alive and well at 35. You don't have to just like True. pop that kid out. Yeah. So in class the other day, my teacher was talking about how in the like the 1700s, um, the average. He's like, yeah, uh, people at like seven years old, and he's like one fifth of your life, saying that like you lived at 35. I was like, that is not true. But I I just sat there. It's like some classes aren't even worth your time because like you just get taught by some idiots. Well, like what I heard was that. The birth rate is yeah. actually, it's 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 due to outliers that it's falsely set low. Yeah, so it's it, infant mortality. Yeah, it, exactly. It mm-hmm. looks like the it, the average rate is thirty, but that's because freaking sixty percent of people die before they're one. Mm. So like, I feel like the human body is designed to live seventy years. Yeah. Yes, at least women are now like eighty six, and men are like low eighties. I think. Is or, that a US no, women live longer. I don't know. I didn't hear the numbers you said. Is that what I? Oh, I meant to say women are like in the like low eighties. They're supposed to live too, and I think men are like seventy six or something. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I know that it's like anywhere from seventy to ninety is like a good range where we're supposed to live, and women live a little longer. Is that a United States statistic? Yeah, or a that's worldwide that's U.S. Statistic? U.S. That, you can't even give a worldwide, really. I don't even know how you would collect that data, but. <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like it's terrible for for teachers to just be misinforming their kids because it's like it, he's probably not meaning to. Mm. But I'm just like all these kids now are going to think and I probably should have stepped in, but it's just a class where it's like not worth your time. It's a very under under like I don't know, qualified don't teacher. You as much. Underqualified teacher yeah. and he's tenured. And in the question where I asked like what pisses you off 10 years, what pisses me off? Because, like, think about your 10-year teachers in high school that were, like, 80 and should not have been teaching you. And you go back and meet them now, and you're smarter than them, in a way. Yours just went off. Oh. But I feel smarter than a lot of teachers I had. Can we pause it for two seconds? All right, are we going? Do we remember what we were talking about? Yes, tenure. I'm going to get this back on. Cool. Beautiful. All right, everyone. We just took a brief intermission, but we're back now. So I just went on a long spiel and made probably a lot of ignorant points, but... How do you guys feel about tenure? I think it works very well for professors that know what they're doing and know how to use their tenure for the greater good. And I feel like other professors use their tenure in a really shit way. Mm. But do you think that it's like that you should allow a teacher to be able to dictate both of those areas? Like, like if a professor is going to work his ass off even through tenure, then you would keep hiring him anyways. But I feel like tenure allows that teacher, if he chooses to, to just, or she, sl- just slack. Mm. 
See, I that's the thing. I don't know enough about the institution of education to be able to make like an educated comment mm-hmm. on tenure because there's a lot of times where I see professors using it to its best advantage and I'm really happy that they have tenure. Like, like for instance, Professor Lamba, I really like the way he uses his tenure in a lot of ways because really? he... I mean, he's, he's you would like, do, you would definitely be an outlier in that statement. He's totally a troll in a lot of ways, and I, I love him because of that. But like, he also says things that I think the university doesn't want professors saying certain things that tenure <clears throat> allows them to say, and I think it's important that they have that like free outlet where where the university can't remove them because they're sharing controversial opinions. But mm-hmm. then there's the other hand where some professors will use tenure to be able to slack off and just kind of shoot the shit and not not really maximize their potential. Mm-hmm. So I totally see the the good and the bad sides, which is why like I really don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's good or bad. I think that even for me I would have to refer to another professor. One of my professors is tenured and he hates the idea of tenure, but like he will back it up forever. But he says it's a big difference to be tenured in college at the state university and tenured at like a high school. It's a whole nother level somehow Mm. Mm. i look at it from a teacher's point of view and it's like but that's what they're gunning for like Mm. i talk to some teachers and he's like well i don't know if i'm like gonna be working next semester like i have nothing lined up like i'm not gonna know until like the end of the semester like there's no job security yeah i was just gonna say job security is the is the good side of tenure i think that professors should Mm. get signed for like maybe an eight-year contract like okay i like that like i think the eight-year contract is cool and like, in order to get fired after that, there would have to be, I guess I'm describing tenure in a way, but, like, there'd have to be, like, good reason, or they're just, like, I think that you've had your time here. Because mm. I've had professors in high school that were a little, like, batshit mm. crazy, and they were, like, 90 years old, and my parents had them. And it's just, like, nobody likes this guy. But I do like the fact of job security, which Bridgewater does terribly at, because the way, yeah. the, the way that we're able to get, like, to go to school for so cheap, is because teachers are all part-time. They just yeah. shuffle them. They yeah. fuck over a lot of professors here. Yep. But Did that just shut off? I don't know. Yeah, as far as tenure goes, like you said, there's definitely a lot of negative aspects to it. The one thing like where it really takes away from me, I love how, it's on. how if the university is fucking over the student body, the professor has the ability to speak out against the institution without fear of being fired. That's what I really like about it, and that's like... That's the main reason that I would love to see it remain established is because if the university like becomes this weird totalitarian point where where they just really don't care about the students and they're all about the profits, the professor has the ability to let you know that's what's happening. And I've had professors that Mm. voice that opinion because they're tenured. And I've never had a professor that is not tenured that will share that opinion. Now, there's something I wanted to talk about. I had one of my notes here. Yeah. I see you guys have these electronic notepads. I have a nice old. <laughs> Dude, that was a big point in my summer is getting back to writing things down because I think that the physical like movement of your arm makes it drill into your head better. Bullshit. I, I never know. take notes on <laughs> Something computer. about reading it, I mean, writing it down is like sticks better. It do- Dude, it does. I, I do not tech. remember anything I write. I'm all I type. tech. Okay, go. Oh, shit, I'm crooked. All right, go. Tell me. Yeah, so what I wanted to talk about is I forget who who dubbed it this, but it's called the European Disassociation. And essentially what it is is, like, people from the more civilized, like, quote-unquote, civilized, like, industrial nations, they tend to 
not associate themselves with their body. They think of themselves as this like ethereal, like I, and their body is just like this, this meat vehicle yeah. that like they have to use. Like, so their brain is the eye. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. Do you? I think that if you took my brain out and you put me in like this little cons- conservation place and like put me into a video game, like we've talked about, I think that I would still believe that I am me like without the body. But what if we put you in a really unhealthy, sickly body? I think what? that I would still be me, but I would be pissed about it. <laughs> like I, I would I feel like that would change your mentality a lot. It would. But but like that's still me deciding that I'm upset at this new body. In and in my opinion. What are you without a body at all? Like literally consciousness, like, your brain. It's just out there. I feel like that needs to like that there needs to be a body. Well, like the body is the ability for the brain to like explore on its own. I feel like it can control. Imagine if we didn't even need the connection and like if we didn't have to manipulate our brain would probably be able to function more and just thought you could just be like halo forge mode. Like <laughs> yeah. Just, float around. just create things. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but I, like I was reading Carl Jung last night and he was talking about how like the perfect like animal to like to sh- um the perfect comparison of an animal for like the Europeans is the eagle because its Ooh. facial features are so sharp and mean looking and menacing and it's always just scanning and just looking for what it wants. It's always just on to the next thing. It's never just relaxed and being. It's always yeah. the next. It's always the goal. And mm. like I feel like that comes with like not being in your because if you're just in your body like you're just like I'm comfortable, man. I'm just going to hang here like under this tree. Mm-hmm. I totally believe in getting into your body, but I think that I'm still I without my body. But I, I don't see. know. That's like a huge debate, and I don't know if anyone's come to a conclusion. No, there will never be yeah, a conclusion. Well, unless you remove the brain from the body yeah, and allow life. it to live. I read um, Chris <clears throat> Hitchens on – It's his, the book is called Mortality, and he writes it when he has, he has throat cancer, and he's, like, dying, and he writes it as he's dying. And he says – I never he, he essentially says – he essentially agrees with what Chris is saying. He says, I always thought of myself as this, like, other thing. But now I realize that when my body dies, I am no more. Like, I am nothing more than a body. Like, mm-hmm. I disappear as soon as this meat vehicle's gone. Yeah. Wow. Have you heard the song Lonely by Akon? It's like, Lonely, I have no body. <laughs> is that Akon? I feel like that's our rendi- Akon. Co- like, I think it's Akon. Wait, it might not be Akon. I might just. I was, that's definitely a cover. I was just laughing because when you said throat cancer, I'm like, ooh, speaking of throat cancer, <laughs> just pass that over to you. As you're smoking tobacco. Oh, I'm going to be spitted. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great for my cold. <laughs> Ooh. I actually bought this pipe in Mexico, man. It's hand carved. You bought that? Mm-hmm. It is Akon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, Akon's a good dude. Have you seen what he's done in Africa? Nope. He has brought electricity to like millions. That's so sick. Yeah, he just kind of stopped like creating and just brought his wealth. Is to he Africa. doing like a grid type thing, or is he doing? I'm not sure. Because like I don't I... know enough about it, but I, I just know that he's like actually using his wealth for the embitterment of his people. I saw the whole thing with like solar panels now is that 
they don't need you don't need to like lock onto a grid anymore like you can just throw a solar panel and just like power your one village without having to like mm. connect to like the national grid it's so funny what they consider like powering it's like there'll be one light bulb in one little shack and like you can turn it on they're like we got power it's like let's go that's beautiful and to yeah. us we're like we have power but if we don't have internet then what's the point yeah no wifi i'm out no wow think of how think of how much like it changes your quality of life to have a washing machine imagine if every sunday you had to fill up a big tub full and imagine if you didn't even have a hose like you literally have to go and collect enough water to fill up a tub and then literally get like the that freaking rack thing i don't even know what you call it that's what vinny does (laughs) that's what vinny does (laughs) he doesn't like our dryer i don't like our dryer oh that's that's why this doubles as his underwear room (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you find Rand and Vinny on these, but yeah, no, our dryer's fucked. Is it? Yeah, it uh like makes scuffs in your clothes. I've lost oh. easily like a hundred dollars in clothing because of that thing. A couple wow. of dress shirts, it gets caught and like rust stains on it. It's I, I want to talk to landlords about it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we gotta Speaking get fixed. Of landlords, too. rents due. I just realized. Oh, I gotta pay that. When's tomorrow's the last day of the month? Okay, so we go to 30 in this month. 30 days. Yeah. September, April, June, and uh, November. Adulting, dude. Rent, dude, utilities, Having bills groceries. is gross. It is, dude. It, it eats away at your soul. I want to be a freeloader forever. <laughs> to live <laughs> off the land. Like, hey, mama, can I come home? <laughs> I can be a baby forever. Mom, can you wash my clothes? Mm. But you're able to save so much more of your income or at least spend it on things that you want to spend it on mm. without bills. Absolutely, like, dude. When you're paying a grand a month in like, like groceries and rent and utilities, it's just like, that's a grand out of your salary of the month. Before I could send that, spend that grand on like a drone. Like, sweet, now I got a toy, <laughs> and now I'm, I just can't do yeah. it. I never realized <clears throat> the value of a home cooked meal until I was away from home, and my mom oh. would come by the would come by the dorm, and she'd be like, "Oh, I made you this. Like, here you go. It's a whole pot of like." She would give me like like Thanksgiving dinners in these in these pots that she would bring to our dorms and it would be the best thing ever because compared to like a campus meal nothing beats mama's home cooking dude man. you don't like ECC <laughs> I'm no. just kidding <laughs> Marcelina's home cooking <laughs> I, no, I'm not gonna lie I do love ECC because of the convenience and the and, quantity and the quantity exactly i love i'm glad i got I away love from quantity not only the quantity but i love going there and having it already prepared and there's a full meal waiting for me it's just sitting in a platter and i just have to scoop it up and put it in my plate <laughs> just <laughs> eat it there it's there for no me to cleanup eat. either no no cleanup that's just, a big one you put your dishes on a literal conveyor belt and like it's gone. cooking is the fun consciousness yeah cooking is fun i i prefer to cook all like, day, dude. Everyone Someone else cleans. That's the rule in here. It's like if you don't cook, you clean. Yep. That's a good mm-hmm. rule. <laughs> but um, I, I got what about Crimson? Thing. Crimson. What about Crimson? Like, how did you... Like, you were much more of an ECC lover. Oh, dude. Crimson was literally just snacks at night. Yeah. There's no, like... Tendies and no fries. <laughs> at midnight. No sustainable meals at Crimson. You just go there when you're starving and you need a quick... Not even starving. You go there when you got the munchies and you need a quick meal. Yeah, there's not enough food. Like, I'm a big kid. Like, I eat a lot of food. And I I personally have never been filled. Like, I would always buy mozzarella sticks, tendies, and fries. Because that would just, like, start to fill me. Think about how unhealthy that is. We would never eat that. Dude, I would eat that every night. 
I know. Like, and <laughs> sometimes McDonald's too, because night. I would never finish mine. Because they would always they would always hook it up and give me like, like twice the chicken. Yeah. But um, like, that's so bad for you. I would mm. not eat that now. Now I'm down to two meals a day. One around like anywhere from 10 a.m. to noon, and it's just a disgusting amount of eggs and veggies and the avocado. Mm. It's like the best meal, and then I eat yeah. dinner, and that's it. It's just hunger management, though. Yeah, like Wim Hof, he eats once at five, right? And he yep. eats whatever he wants. I like that. I, I've enjoyed fasting. See, I want to be there with you because I like that. But I also like the idea of having like, having a diet where you just eat slowly throughout the day. And you never, you don't like have this huge meal grazing. at the end of the day. Yeah, a grazing diet. Like you, mm. you eat like maybe like an egg or two in the morning, have some like nuts and berries and, and maybe like a small meal for lunch. And then just keep grazing until dinner, and you have a small dinner, and that's it. Mark Sisson is actually against that. He says that the ideal diet, and this is obviously one man's opinion in a, a world of a billion experts, but he says that you do like a hard workout, and then you eat right after it. So it's almost like you just want to hunt, um, and like like now that you've worked out, you you give your body fuel back. But he says that the grazing thing is almost like a myth. Really? Yeah, but I mean, this is just one guy's. Yeah, I feel like the truth exists in a balance between the two, like a small amount of grazing throughout the day, mm-hmm. and then like a moderate to large meal at the end of the day is probably the, I feel like it's probably the way humans were programmed to eat. Yeah, I don't like having my dinner as big, because when would you hunt at night? Well, not only that, but after you eat a huge dinner, you don't want to do anything else. You just want to go to bed. <laughs> like, like you, video games. Yeah, like you'd be a you just want to watch TV or some shit. Dude, like, I generally I'm, eat dinner like 9 to 10. Because like yeah. I'm generally not home and then like mom has put a meal aside. And like then I just like oh, just throw it out. down and just like. <laughs> shout out Molly. Shout, yeah, out, Molly, shout out Brett's mom. She is an amazing woman. She has a big part in this podcast as a thing in general. She really does. With all these curtains and decorations here. Like mm-hmm. she hooks it up. She bought that, that, uh. The yang symbol. Oh, dude. She's like one of the most supporting mothers. She is, dude. She like She's like, oh, that's what you want to do? All right, let's make that happen. I just realized we never lit this candle. We're fucking around, dude. <laughs> Might as well take this second shot while we're we here. Should. So, second what? <laughs> when did that get filled? As soon no, as we, we, ne- took we never took the first one. To <laughs> <laughs> so all the listeners, this is the uh, pregame podcast. We're all going to the bar right after this. So. We're going oh, to Barrett's. Yeah, going to Barrett's. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Salute. <laughs> Salute. Oh, oh. Dude, should be an interesting. Anyone thing. here who goes to BSU and hasn't gone to Barrett's yet, please it's, do. It's beautiful. The outside place is so nice. It's a wonderful place. It's a good bar. It was interesting to go there during the summer when like it's dead, and we go there and the whole thing's empty, and we get to like enjoy the whole scene and have a meal. Yeah, like eat a meal there and get a beer, and then you come in here now, and it's like you can't go in that place without being mauled by like a fifty people that you know. Have, like, a bouncer just, like, scan you over. Yeah. They, like, pat you down and, I don't know. Barrett's is... They pat you down? No, but, like, I don't know. Having the cops there is just... Dude, the cop was the biggest dick to me the other night. Uh, Desiree couldn't get in, so we, like, were waiting for her and trying to figure out what we were going to do. And the cop's like, in or out. Pick it. I'm like, like, dude, I'm waiting two seconds. Like, (laughs) get in or get out. Or I'll have to like take you, and I was like, "Take me, take me where? <laughs> take me, take me, daddy." But it's just ridiculous. Let's talk about that—that that weird authoritarian like they feeling feed that people off get. It. They and not it, all cops, because I don't want to like bash on all cops, because there's so many of them that are like truly great people, and they really want to keep the safety. 
But there's that Bridgewater like, cops. There's oh. <laughs> I'll suck it down. Dude. There's there's that number of cops, man, that like they get off of that feeling. Of well, power. it's because they felt powerless for so long and all of a sudden they just get a badge <laughs> and the ability oh. to do whatever they want. There are a couple cool Bridgewater cops, so is there? When I got in, when I got in trouble, there was one older guy who was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like they're absolutely yeah. fucking you right now. Like Really? Yeah, yeah he dude. was like, I'm sorry, I can't do much about it. Yeah, and you, I was like, like, at least I'm like, at least there's one cool mm. guy. Yeah, you guys know that I've had many encounters with these BSU cops. So, like, I'd, I'd have the most ammunition to, mm. like, spew over them. But I'm not going to lie. Most of them are really cool guys, and they're genuinely just trying to, like, keep the safety up. But, like, fuck, man. There are so many of them out there. there there's probably, like, 25% of them that are just shit people, and they paint a bad picture over the rest of them. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of good interactions with cops, but I've never had. I've had one good interaction with a Bridgewater cop, and it was a crossing guard. Bridgewater campus cop, yeah. definitely. We should specify a crossing first. guard. Those are just volunteers, like uh, Carlton. Oh wait, why the fuck? No, he was just... in a he was in a full police uniform. Some of them, his, some his of them are real cops. There. Why did I just call him Carlton? I don't know. Is that his name? Is that from? Why am I blanking? Full like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Carlton. Yeah, that's <laughs> <what> I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that is it. Why am I blanking? Cam I really don't know. Right? On the track team? Yeah, Cam Carlton. Yeah, Jesus. That just sounded so wrong. I didn't know wrong. who you were talking about. For some reason, it sounded te- like so wrong. Yeah, I was on a run, and I saw him. He was being like a crossing guard at the one that oh, we were really? doing the big stretch at that day when we had our yeah. legs out yeah. near Moakley. Yeah. And then there was that other cop that one time I was working out at the track, and he like walked up to me with his hand on his taser, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like sweating and like... Workout clothes. I'm like, dude, I'm working out. Like, I got my hands up. I'm like, calm down. Everything is fine. He's like, what are you, like, are you a student here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a student. Where's your ID? I don't have it on me. I'm working out. He's like, all right, get out of here. That's a big thing that pisses me off at the gym. It's like, I run to the gym. I don't want to run with my Connect card and my phone and all that. Like, I just want to, I just want to walk into the gym and be able to work out. Right. But you need to bring, like, Like, there should be some scan thing. Like, take picture. Like, when I go to Y, I take a picture of my card and I can just scan that. Mm. So much easier. Yeah, but I don't even want to hold the card. You don't even, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want nothing. Like, just, not even a phone. I don't bring my phone when I run. Wow. A lot of the time, I just have my watch. Dude, sometimes I just stuff like five dollars in my pocket. I'm like, in case I like need a water. <laughs> <laughs> I always have an emergency thing, like in my knife, like sheath. I always keep an emergency twenty. Like, just in yep. case we're in the middle of the woods and we get to a storm, like, we need something. <laughs> in case you encounter, like, a rogue bear, you just pay him <laughs> like, off. Dude. A rogue dealer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, yo, you got some pot, dude? Yo, can I get a dub, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. who was with me when we were in Maine and we were in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot? The guy came up to a Ford Explorer and he's like, you want to buy? He's like, I saw your plate. You're from oh. Mass. You want to buy some weed? We're like... Fuck what? No. Dude, like, on two separate occasions, I've had people walk up to an open window and say, do you want to buy some pot? Like, are you trying to entrap me? Like, And both times I've said, yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, I've said no both times. Yeah, it seems like entrapment. It's like, this is a little sketchy, dude. I don't think I could ever buy weed from someone that would say, that. like, just walks right up to you like, hey, you want to buy some pot, dude? Mm-hmm. No, no. Thank you for the offer. Thank you, though. Yo, I'm going to give some shout outs. If you are still listening, and I feel like this crew would be, Brian and Chris out at Westfield, those dudes, they will take you in under their wing like whenever you hit them up. They're good people, and they're always down for an adventure. Brooke and Brennan. Oh, yeah. The little siblings. They're like, mm. 
they will actually listen to this whole thing. And Brennan asked me for the link to it. Like, they're just cool-ass people, and I hope that, like, I can be a good role model mm. for them. And you are, dude. And I hope that they they learn from any mistake that I make, as I have for, mm. like, Jen, Ryan, all of my other siblings. Dude, I love – let me just stop you for a second. I literally love you, brother and sister. They are, like yeah. – I, dude, I, I feel like they are, like, my little brother and sister. They mm. are. Like, they love you, too. Like, Brennan was, like – yeah, when do I get to see Brett? Like, I better see him before I go back to Missouri. Dude, he, oh, I love that kid, man. Yeah, we we did some exploring with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the very last one to bring it full circle, Colin Loftus. Mm. Oh, shout out Colin Loftus. Dude, Colin Loftus Colin, is Colin, Colin. The, one of the most intelligent people, a per, person that mm-hmm. I know. Yep. The and man's a genius, and he's fighting. And caring, some, dude. Yeah. Dude, you know he's like... He's taking job interviews now and stuff. Like, he's back on his feet. That's what I love, dude. I, I, I just want to see that kid just doing his thing. and like he's, He he's deserves a, every good thing that comes to him. I know. He's one of the strongest people I know. I love that kid. Colin, buddy, we love you and can't wait till you're on this. Love day. you, bro. Shout out, my dude. I know. When he's on here, he's going to shock the world. He's like, going to, dude. He's going to be like, oh, uh, Korea? This is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like He knows everything about everything yeah he's a policy yeah. man he's a smart kid mm. we gotta have him over soon we really do let me it's do not a- even my house but we do <laughs> <laughs> let me do a quick shout out to andrew and julia my sisters trippy girls stuck in a uh totalitarian <laughs> 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 mass maritime grinding away at mass maritime you guys are doing your thing and you're doing great they are awesome i, I can't wait them. to see what you become i only got one shout out today <laughs> And it's a meaningful one. <laughs> My boy, Sean Carver, oh. buddy. We love you, and we can't wait to your home, dude. June, you're done. Dude, you want to talk about totalitarian? Boys in the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind freaking, what is it, Mass Maritime? Mass Maritime. Dude, dude Marines, Marines makes Mass Maritime look like fucking breakfast. Dude, I think they have a room of toilets where everyone looks at each other and just shits at <laughs> the same circle, time. Circle of toilets. I want to shit there. Sean, can you confirm or deny that? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up after this. Dude, I thought your shout out was going to be Bria. <laughs> dude, we, we all did our siblings. You're like, Sean! Sean Carver! <laughs> Bria's deaf most certainly not listening. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think we need to wrap this up. We just yep. pounded out like an hour and 20 or something. Yeah. Hour Dude, 15. I want to touch on one quick topic, and I think it's a good way to wrap this up. Perfect. Six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that people in their day-to-day lives are missing like meaningful conversation. Like, I truly pe- feel like people just, like, go through talking with polite niceties. Like, oh, blah, blah, have a nice day. Yep. Oh, how are you? And it's it just, like, just turns into this dull, just yeah. just constant. Fake. I think that it hits that. And then when you're actually friends, you bond over, like, drama, over hating the same person. Like, like, Absolutely. When Dra- I listen to a lot of people. girls talk, and this isn't like a shot at anyone, but it's just like a lot of the time it's just like, oh, this is what's pissing me off, blah, blah, blah. Instead of like, so what do you think about like whatever? Mm. And I think that our friend group is unique in that way. Like we have a lot of people in our group that can just like hold a conversation and really challenge your views, which makes you stronger in your own views. Mm. And not only that, why we're so great, but dude, we all share love like like crazy. We have no problem being like, I fucking love you. I dude. love you. And I love you. And I, I love, love you, you, my dude. Yeah, let's get this in. <laughs> On the GoPro. Boys, <laughs> that was podcast number two. 
Awesome. Now it's time to go drink it. Now it's time to have a damn good night. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank uh, you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. I don't know why you guys watch this, but you do. <laughs> and I, literally, you guys watch through the whole thing. So many people. People I wouldn't expect to. Yeah. Oh, actually, on the shout-out train, quick shout-out to Julian Williams. Good friend. Who's that? Remember Julian that came over to Wagan when we were filming that uh, project? Oh, Julian! Julian Caesar. <laughs> Every time I hear his name, I think of physically fit, physically fit, physically fit. The wake up song, dude. Yeah. Julian came up to me today in the RCC and he said, dude, I watched your podcast and I absolutely loved it. It was wow. so organic and you guys just really hit it off well. And I'm looking forward to listening to the next episode. Dude. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. People just. People just vibe with it, and they they listen to it for, like, I don't know why. We're just sitting here shooting the shit. Yeah. Julian is a good dude. I yeah. like him. Shout out, Julian. Thank you for listening. All right. I love you, too. And above that, I fucking love you viewers, guys. <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. This yeah. has been podcast. And thank you guys for two. having me as a guest. Dude, please. I you hope we can do absolutely. this again. Chris thank you for joining us. <sighs> Bring it in. The man, the myth, the roommate. The man, the myth, the roommate. The man, the myth, the roommate. The man, the myth.